Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Bill's Facebook Classes. We are working through the Daily Bible in chronological order, edited by F. Lagarde Smith, what I think is the best daily Bible reading tool that you can find. If you've uh, not read that or not read through the Bible in a year, I would heartily recommend you getting that on your Kindle or your phone or uh, getting a, a paperback copy or however you can do that. And uh, read through the Bible. Remember, always start with today's reading first. Read today's reading first. And then catch up if you're behind or if you're just starting, that's fine. Uh, we haven't even gotten to the New Testament yet. We don't get to the New Testament until next month, but it is next month, and so that'll be exciting. Uh, a word before we uh, go with our study today. I Certainly, we are all saddened by the news that uh, Queen Elizabeth II has passed away today. And what a gracious and wonderful lady she appears to have been and a wonderful sovereign uh, for decades. Uh, I read something this uh, earlier today that said when her first prime minister was Winston Churchill. So that's um, a pretty amazing thing. And uh, our hearts and prayers uh, and thoughts go out uh, to our friends in the United Kingdom. They've always been a great ally of the United States of America, and we pray that uh, this transition will be good, and for uh, the new King Charles, that he will uh, have a wonderful reign as well. Lots of things uh, happening in our world that cause us to pray, and certainly uh, Paul urges Timothy to urge the church to pray for all of those who are uh, in civil authority uh, positions that, um, that lead us and make decisions about our world, and uh, and we pray for peace uh, in order that the gospel might be spread and the kingdom might be enlarged. Um, today we find ourselves still in exile. <laughs> we have read through uh, the very difficult passages in the historical narratives, such as in Second Kings and Second Chronicles, about the destruction and fall of Jerusalem. We have seen Jeremiah, the prophet who was there in Jerusalem until after the fall and then taken against his will uh, to Egypt, and even though he had been uh, preaching that this is from the Lord, the, you are not going to win, the Babylonians are going to carry the day today, uh, yet at the same time uh, they never did listen to him. And Ezekiel is where we are today, so if you want to take a moment to find the book of Ezekiel or click on it if you're on your tablet or your phone or your laptop, uh, we're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 33 first, but um, uh, Ezekiel is one who was taken into exile, and uh, while there in Babylon, he received messages from the Lord as the Lord called on him to, uh, to carry his message, even to those who were in exile. And what a great statement that in itself is, that even in exile, God is concerned for his people and sends his word to them. Uh, so I want us to look at chapter 33. Uh, we're going to get to that wonderful passage uh, where God asks, takes uh, Ezekiel in a vision to a cemetery, basically, and says, Son of man, can these dry bones live? Uh, inspiration for our wonderful verse out of the song, Days of Elijah, these are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming his flesh. And the great song from uh, Lauren Daigle, uh, as well. We call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. Love Lauren Daigle and her music. Um, but for now, we're in chapter 33. We'll get to chapter 37 in just a little bit. 
But in chapter 33, Ezekiel is reminded once again that he is a watchman, that he is uh, to proclaim the message of the Lord. Uh, so Ezekiel 33, beginning at verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your people and say to them, when I bring the sword against a land and the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Since they heard the sound of the trumpet but did not heed the warning, their blood will be on their own head. If they had heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that person's life will be taken because of their sin, but I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. And then the application. Verse 7 of Ezekiel 33. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways. That wicked person will die for their sin and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person to turn away from their ways, and they do not do so, they will die for their sin, though you yourself will be saved. Uh, Ezekiel had been given that same message at his calling that we read about in the first few chapters of the book. And, um, and Ezekiel goes on in chapter 33 and repeats some things. He, uh, God gives him the message very similar to chapter 18, which said, The soul that sins shall die. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon them. The wickedness of the wicked will be upon them. Um, and so he goes on and he speaks about that. God says in verse 11, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? It breaks God's heart to see people lost and to see people reject him and turn away from him. And yet, just as we saw in the days of Jesus, people do that. They did that in Ezekiel's day. They did that in Jesus' day. They do that today. Our role is not to respond for them. We can't. Everyone is responsible for their own uh, rejection or acceptance of the word of God. Our responsibility is the same as Ezekiel's. We are watchmen. We are those that God has given his message to, to share in love and humility, but also in truth. That if you continue to reject God and turn away from his word, um, you have given up your hope in eternal life. That's the message that we have. And the message that we have says, but if you will accept him and the gospel that Jesus brought, uh, then in spite of your sins, you will be saved and will be with the Lord forever. That's the good news of the gospel. Later on throughout Ezekiel 33, God tells Ezekiel again, uh, the righteousness of the righteous will be upon them. He even says, if a person is wicked and yet they turn from their wicked ways, then I will not hold that wickedness against them. And in the same way, if a person is righteous and yet they turn from righteousness to become wicked and disobey the Lord, then their disobedience will be upon them. Um, so it's an incredible passage in Ezekiel 33 as God reminds Ezekiel and all of those who are in exile that the reason they are suffering is because 
of um, sin and the sin that they refused uh, to repent of. And it's an important message for us today as well. That gets us to chapter 34. And chapter 34 is another very significant call, not only in Ezekiel's day, but for us today, because it is a message given over to shepherds, just like chapter 33, in a sense, is a message to watchmen. Uh, chapter 34 is a message to shepherds, and God is not happy with the shepherds of Israel. Ezekiel 34, verse 1, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? What a great and haunting statement. You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally, so they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Verse 7 of Ezekiel 34, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for the flock. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says, verse 10. I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable for my flock so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths and it will no longer be food for them. What a tragic thing that the Lord has to act in order to rescue the flock from the shepherds, the ones who are supposed to be taking care of them. But instead they have gone after their own pride and their own selfish desires. It's a call for all of us who serve to lead and watch and shepherd God's people today. Verse 11, for this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines, and in all the settlements of the land. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and will have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I, God says, will shepherd the flock with justice. And then skip down to verse 20. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Ezekiel 34, verse 20. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you shove with flank and shoulder, putting, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away. I will save my flock, and they will no longer 
be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. In the New Testament, shepherds are elders. Uh, another word for shepherd is pastor. Uh, also, they're called bishops or overseers in the New Testament. And they have a great and incredible call, a very huge responsibility when called out by the Holy Spirit and the church to serve the flock of God's people today, the church of Jesus Christ, as shepherds. Paul speaks to the shepherds of a particular congregation the church at Ephesus in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, and he says, feed or shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. He warns them over and over again to not be selfish, to not look out for themselves, but to look out for the sheep. Peter in 1 Peter chapter 5 talks to them and says that he, he too is a shepherd, a pastor, an elder. He says, I speak as a fellow elder, as a fellow shepherd and call on them to act with unselfishness, uh, to be good shepherds of God's people, just as Ezekiel called on the shepherds to be, and yet they would not listen. And so God says, I will do it. I will go after the strays. I will heal the ones who are broken. I will shepherd my people. Pray for your elders. Pray for your shepherds. Encourage them. Uh, give them all the blessings that you can because they need it so, so very much. All the shepherds and elders that I have ever known have acted with great love for God and for his word and for his church. Have they been perfect? No, <laughs> neither has their preacher. Um, but they have been good men. And I think that's the first requirement of a shepherd of God's people to be a good man. And I'm thankful for the ones that shepherd me even today still here at West Irwin Church of Christ. Okay, let's go to chapter 37. Uh, this Valley of Dry Bones is such a great, great story. It's just an incredible parable, an incredible vision, an incredible message for us even today. Ezekiel 37, <clears throat> the hand of the Lord was on me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can these dry, dead bones live? That's the question God gives to Ezekiel. I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. That's a good answer. Verse 4, Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. To these bones, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. That's always the purpose, so that everyone will know that the sovereign Lord God is the one true and living God. Verse 7, Ezekiel says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. 
I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, verse 9, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Now the application, verse 11. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. An incredible passage at the beginning of Ezekiel chapter 37. And we see the application for us today. It's such a difficult time and we get so discouraged. I get discouraged. Our shepherds get discouraged. Our other ministers, our, our other church leaders, everyone gets discouraged. There's that great uh, passage in 1 Kings 19 when even the great prophet Elijah got discouraged and depressed and was ready to give up. But God says, can these dry bones live? And the answer is yes, they can. Absolutely they can with the power of God. And so we are blessed to be able to share a word from the Lord. Remember in Genesis at creation, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let us make mankind in our own image. And now God's word says, I can bring life even to dry bones in the middle of a cemetery. And God can bring life to us, to you today. Whatever, whatever is troubling you, whatever is difficult in your life, whatever burden is heavy on your heart today, God can, can deliver you. Just as we saw Tuesday with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery, fiery furnace, God delivered them. And they said, our God is able to do that because he is the one true and living God. And today, Ezekiel hears these words from the Lord, Son of man, can these dry bones live? And he says, preach to them, prophesy to them, prophesy to the breath. Once the bodies are formed and they're still very dead and the breath comes alive and makes them alive, comes in them. We today ask ourselves the same question. Can these dry bones live? I'm thinking of the seven churches of Asia that received a message from the Lord, letters from the Lord Jesus himself through the Apostle John in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. And some of those churches were in a bad, bad way. One of them was even called to be dead. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead, Jesus said. But even in those churches, Jesus said, if you will repent and turn to me and come to me and trust in me once again, with an obedient faith, you will live. And that's the same message that Ezekiel had to the exiles of his day. Look, it's like we're dry, dead bones, but God has promised that he will restore us. God has promised that he will allow us uh, to be returned to our homeland one day. Uh, it'll be a while, but one day. 
Can these dry bones live? The answer is through the power and the will and the mercy of the living God, yes. Yes, they absolutely can live. Just as the song says, these are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. As the great Lauren Daigle song says, we call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive, come alive. Up out of the ashes, let us see an army rise. We call out to dry bones, come alive. And through the power of the living God, they do. I pray that you'll have a wonderful weekend.